Hey guys, just wanted to make a quick note about some technical difficulties that we had this week, of course. Every once in a while you might just hear someone cut out or some sentence not make sense and it's just some weird effect that happened afterwards. We had no idea it was happening on the show, but it's not that bad. I just wanted to make note of it and, and let you know that they're not all like this. One day we will get this podcast on track and you won't hear background noise as I'm talking right now as my son is making loud noises. Anyway, enjoy. Thank you. live with spot dodge a live nintendo podcast where every single week we react to the latest nintendo news and talk about the games we are playing it's gonna be a fun show our first opening topic is gonna be all about the most disappointing slash worst games of the year it's gonna be a round table discussion slash debate lots of slashes in this title so guys i'm here today as always with mary stowe social media manager and host here at destructoid how you doing mary it's very cold here in Southern California today. I'm freezing. Oh, is it? <laughs> wow. It is 58 degrees. Oh, that's not cold. That's that's I'm perfect. Cold. Oh, no, that's beautiful. That's, that, that's like Arizona right now. Beautiful. I have it's a buddy. Raining, so it's like flash flood warnings all day. I have a buddy who lives in Alberta, and I think he said it's been snowing for like eight days or something. Jeez. 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 John, quit so. lying. You don't have a buddy. <laughs> like i knew your line when he said buddy <laughs> speaking of john he's with us here today he's an indie developer and managing editor over at the escapist how you doing john i'm feeling uh, motivated to prove the existence of my buddies <laughs> i got screenshots right. <laughs> you always lie about having friends Next up, we have Greg Vargas, writer at PC Invasion and streamer over at Dynamite Giraffe. How you doing, Greg? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Awesome. Thanks for the pause. It was a perfect amount this week. I got to say, like, like sometimes it. it goes a little too long. Sometimes it's too fast. That was perfect. Exactly. It's a perfect, perfect amount for a sip of coffee. Thank exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And then we have the King Daddy Dilf of the podcast, Brett Larson, who missed last week. How you doing? Boy, I'm good. He's excited to play <laughs> Sonic Frontiers, as you can tell. <laughs> Tough crowd, I know Jesus, that was man. Out of your mouth. I, didn't get, I didn't get a chuckle. One, one. Jesus, man. Well, I thought it was a good Sonic, a, Sonic impersonation. Been, <laughs> good Sonic. I, I had been practicing that boy for like oh, an hour. oh i got it wrong solid. it wasn't boy. Doc, Good for an Greg hour boy. hour practice <laughs> it, it wasn't the new uh lower toned sonic voice that that uh, roger craig smith pulls off in sonic frontiers you know i haven't heard that yet how is it, it i heard he it's does better pretty, pretty good though it's better it? yeah i'm so happy that they didn't recast and they just were like oh wait we don't have to recast we can just have him do a slightly different voice he does he's yeah. played freaking batman like he can he can he can he can handle a slightly lower toned sonic i think right. so yeah um and then lastly of course we have eric on the ones and twos streaming the show from his super computer how you doing eric he's like what i'm not supposed to respond he's like fumbling trying to find his mic perfect and you're not extremely loud like usual, where you're hurting my ears every time you talk. <laughs> Eric, did you just, did you just roll your 
Did he just roll his R's? Don't worry. I swear he just rolled his R's. If so, that was I feel insane. like I heard that too. Don't yeah. worry. Very <laughs> quippy and fancy. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's first let's get into the main topic of today: the most disappointing slash worst games of the year. So I just why I decided to do this was because I felt like this year had a lot of either really disappointing games that were absolute dog crap or games that like you had way higher expectations for, but they ended up just being kind of meh or even still good, but not to the level that you expected. Cause that happened to me with a few games and we're going to get into it, but we're going to go around. Everyone's going to talk about the game or game that disappointed them this year. I guess we'll just drop them all at once each, each person. So we don't have to like stay on this topic too long. Um, so it's not like the whole show or anything. So I'm going to first throw it to Mary Stowe. I knew what? it. <laughs> I, I always I, feel it. <laughs> look a surprise. I usually throw it to you first. So you, you should yeah. be used to it at this point. I know, but I was like, oh, because people are going to yell at me, especially people here. <laughs> they just ripped oh the bandaid off then. Get it over with now. Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, I'm there my with God. you. Yes. <laughs> you, yes. Yeah. And I know John feels the same because he didn't play after an hour. So you guys it was more than an hour. Right? Yeah, I played several hours, but yeah. I can't believe you guys. I'm done. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, that's my. It was... uh, it's just my most disappointing game. Like, and not saying it was like an absolute like shitty, terrible, not bad at all, game. Yeah. It's just I had really high expectations. I loved Zero Dawn. Like, I cannot stress that enough. I've played Zero Dawn start to finish multiple times on multiple difficulty settings. I've completed a lot of stuff in that game. So going to Forbidden West, I was like, I'm so excited. I'm ready. I love Aloy. I love this game. And then it just, it. I don't know. It just <laughs> didn't live up to the expectations. And I was just like, I'm over it. I actually had struggled trying to finish it. Like I yeah, put it down same. for a bit and I was like, I got to finish it. I was like, maybe it's going to get better. Maybe it's going to finally hook me in. And it kind of did very briefly, but yeah. then it lost me very quickly. And I was like, I don't know if it's the pacing or something. I don't know. I feel like Brett's very disappointed at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I am, but, but you're definitely not alone. Like there's, this this uh, game I feel is pretty divisive. I don't think there's anyone that just flat out hated it, but but because the first one was so special, that like, that's like the risky run of making a sequel. Is even if this the sequel is good, if it wasn't great, then it's like okay, well you didn't quite uh, nail the landing like you did with the first one. So yeah, it's it kind of sucks, but I I get it, I get it. Yeah, this game, it was also on my list, so I figured I'd talk about it a little bit. Um, not a, a horrible game by any stretch, just very... It almost seems like it was everything that Sony had been building towards in terms of its its new structure of its single-player games. And it's just... It's gotten to the almost... To, like, the Ubisoft level of exactly what you expect and nothing more. And that's what that's what this game was for me. Like... I loved the first one because it was such a mystery. It was a brand new world. You got these robots that really helped. But along with that, the gameplay is a lot of fun. The world is fascinating. The characters are interesting. Aloy's likable, unlike in the second game where she's not very likable in my opinion. <laughs> and 
No, she's a All bitch in was, the second one. Yeah, totally. she, she is. It's strange. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, and, and, I, and I've talked about this before, but like in the first game, she was an outcast and like everyone hated her. So you would expect her Trying to, to act herself, how yeah. she was in the second game in the first game. But she didn't. She was actually pretty nice to people overall in the first game and like weirdly open to helping people, even though she's been an outcast her whole life and like people treat right. her like shit. Didn't really make sense. And the second game, they're like, oh, wait, she should be an asshole now. And then it was just like, okay, this is kind of weird. Um, yeah. So I feel like I would have liked it more had she been like that in the first one as well. But it was just kind of random in the second one. But along with that, like, uh, it's, it's just a very run of the mill open world game to me that has some extra polish. It's super stunning. And it just didn't really do it for me. Like in the story, like I, I was waiting for it to get like very interesting and it fine. And when it finally did it quickly, like Mary said, like it pulled me in. And then once they revealed like what these people were, I won't spoil anything because the game's still fairly new, but like what these, these people were in the game that were like so different in terms of their visuals and like the, the clothes they were wearing it like when it explains where, like what they are, where they come from, I was Why like, Oh, that's, there, yeah. that's not, the very cool like i was expecting it, it, it was better yeah it was interesting but but not as interesting as when you first see them and they're first revealed you're like oh wow that's that's awesome and then they and there's a big I twist agree like then yeah. there's I, then there's a I quit the game like, right uh, after the new characters were finally introduced <laughs> oh, so, so you weren't interested at all about that so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so you don't even know the so you don't even know like the 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 eventual twist like halfway through the game like, where it's when when Carrie Ann Moss's group showed up and there's that random weird boss fight out of nowhere, like I I just quit the game like right after that. I n- I never played it again after that. See, Jeez. I got intrigued. <laughs> I got intrigued when we met that group of characters. Same, but yeah. when you learn more about them, it's almost kind of disappointing. I wanted like more from that than what they gave us. Yeah, I will it's say too the, out I, there. I will say it's too weird. Yeah, yeah, but I will say at the end they do a pretty good job of. Of uh, keeping it open for a, uh, an interesting finale to the trilogy, I, I think that they could get back on course and have a more solid, in terms of story, uh, like, finale. Like when I think about the first game and how it was such a personal story with Aloy, while also introducing this fascinating world, but you're getting this really deep character that's like. I want to know who my parents are. Like, what's my mom? And then this is spoilers for Horizon Zero Dawn. It's it's a seven year, or six year old game, five year old game. I don't know. But at the end, when she's listening to the recording of you know who talking about something, I, I, I'll be vague. That's like a really <laughs> big spoilers there, Brett. Yeah. I, I didn't want to spoil it. You know who was talking about? I thought about spoiling, and then it just felt it felt hard to spoil. So I just I just I left that whole thought behind. Um, <laughs> So I just uh, think that moment was so good, so special. A tear dropped from my eye in the very last cutscene of Horizon Zero Dawn. And then going to Horizon Forbidden West, it was just like from the very beginning, like the structure of the game, the story, everything about it, it was just so boring. Like so incredibly (laughs) boring. Like that's the problem. And like, it's just boring. Like I I was expecting... What? No, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Like that first town they introduce you to where there's like, you see a bunch of checkpoints on the map and it's like, God, is this what the game really wants me to do right now? 
I think it is. So I guess I got to do all these checkpoint, uh, these uh, checkpoints on the map, and you do them, and then and not to mention, I must have had a bug or something weird with my game because I played on normal, did a bunch of side stuff, and I'm getting killed in one hit every single time in this game. So that was infuriating. It was absolutely infuriating. But I tried not to let that hurt my overall experience. I just kept, you know, thinking about the positive elements, but. There wasn't that many positive elements. Like the whole game was just kind of bleh. And See, I'm still e- interested in a third game, of course, because the first game, honestly, is one of my favorite games of all time. Like, that's what's funny. Like, the first game is one of my favorite games ever. It might even be my number one PS4 game ever. But the second game, just like The Last of Us Part Two, just totally did not hit for me at all. See, that, it, that issue you had with the difficulty, I didn't have it all in fact i almost felt like some of like the big set piece boss moments were easier than i was expecting and i'm i'll be honest i'm not very good at games i'm usually worse at games than you are so when you were telling me you were you were struggling on parts of surprise maybe it's just one of those like weird games that i didn't struggle with that that you did and mary was shaking her head i think she was dude i'm telling you you it has to be a bug i was getting killed by small enemies in one hit no matter what and, and I was happened, so confused. That happened to me, but I think yeah, I part know. of mine was also like an armor issue. Like I kept holding out for better gear at one point. And like, but yeah, there was a few times I'm also very risky with how I play. Like I'll just kind of jump into scenarios and be like, See, I'm going to be fine. And then all of yeah, a sudden it's like, okay. oh no, I'm not fine. I, so, so I think that's what it is too, because like I was telling Brett this, I was like, I almost never meleeed. I would stand as far back as possible and just sit and pick them off. like slowly mm-hmm. piece by piece. <laughs> And we yeah, gotta move on to longer. the next games. Yeah, 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 that's fine. But but anyways, <laughs> um, I was just gonna say one last thing. I almost wonder if part of the reason this one didn't live up to like expectations is because it was held back by the fact that it was being made for PS4. You know what I mean? Like I it, it almost makes me think that maybe they wanted to be more ambitious with it and they couldn't, and being held back. As far as you know I, mean? I know, that the, the, the story problems though. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah, no um, for sure, for sure. But there was other, you know, other things. But yeah, we, we, I know we got to move on. So yeah, we got to move on. But I, I, I will say, that as far as the rumors I heard, Horizon Forbidden West was originally a PS5 only, and they changed it was to it? PS4 and PS5. God of War was always PS4, but it got pushed it like later in, into its release and. Okay. Um, then they decided to make, of course, like make it a PS5 game as well. But I don't know. I, okay. I don't think I have them swapped. I think that's right. But I, I could I be wrong. I thought it was the opposite, but I don't know. You could be right. All right. Let's move on to the next person. I think, which John, is... I think John's talking, but he's muted. Oh, is he? You talking, John? Yep. We can't yeah, hear you. He is muted. He's like, why are they talking over me? <laughs> like when he, every time we tried talking. Excuse yep, you're working. Me? Can we hear me? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah you're working. Ah, all right. <laughs> I don't know. Guess things are on the first. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what I was gonna say, so let's move on. So I'm, I okay. was gonna ask. I was gonna actually throw it to you next, John. What's your most disappointed games or game of the year? Well, it's it's a hard question for me to answer because typically I only buy things that I know I'm gonna like. Like I'm seldom like wildly disappointed by something I've played. So like my default answer would have been Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. <laughs> that's spent that's a hefty seventy dollars on it and played a few hours. <laughs> yeah. With no current plans to go back either. But, Jeez. Um, uh aside from that, like uh, like well, 
I guess I'll say Sifu with a bunch of asterisks, and those asterisks are that, I, again, I played, like, one level, and I just never went back to it. Um, Sifu, I thought, was, like, I don't know, it just seemed kind of simple to me. Like, I was, I just didn't really enjoy the combat at all. It felt, like, kind of sluggish, and, like, it seemed like the best solution was always to just grab the closest weapon and beat up everybody with it until it breaks, and then try to grab another weapon and continue beating up everybody. Like, I just, I didn't see, like, this, like, awesome strategic experience that other people were. I was like, I don't know, but, like... Like, I I think that is a game maybe I'll at least try again at some point to see maybe if I'll take to it a little more, since it's probably not that long a game. But as it stands, I'm kind of like, meh, on Sifu. And, uh, but yeah, Horizons, yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's, Brett's heart is hurting. <laughs> and, I'll uh, survive. Uh... Bayonetta 3 is another one that I just started that I am enjoying, but I'm not loving it yet. But I don't know. I should probably just start. I mean, <laughs> save that for like games that we're playing, probably. Yeah, I got to talk about yeah. that, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I'll just leave it at that for now that Sifu isn't grabbing me. All right. I guess I'll just go ahead and throw it to Greg Vargas next. What was your worst or most disappointing game of the year? Well, I will say that after a lot of anticipation and um don't say guess, it greg don't you say, say it. it don't say it <laughs> i was really looking forward to it <laughs> <laughs> fucking bayonetta out of three man no 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 greg call, call it by its correct name come on jankanetta three there you there go. go. I swear, they're, they're you know, Low like, so we, so we had this conversation offline, you know, we said our, in our separate chat, and we, we were just talking about it. <laughs> and Brett was like, what specifically about the game don't you like? And I think the issue was, it's not necessarily like one thing. It's a culmination of little things that just started to pick at me over my experience. And I think the bottom line for me was that it's not the polish or the overall fleshed out vision that i thought two companies like sega and nintendo would bring to the table not only that you know putting their stamp of approval on it and then you know being developed by platinum games you know i figured that would bring a level of you know their their development pedigree to the table and so far it just feels like it's like you know, in some in some reviews that I've done, you know, it, it feels like, oh, there's, you know, a lot of mechanics that they brought into the game that they figured would be good ideas, scrap some, and what we were left with is, you know, what made it into the game. But for Bayonetta 3, I feel like all the ideas that they brought to the table were just like crammed and shoehorned into the game to, to you know, I don't know, to, to provide fill, to make it more deep, but I feel that i'm i as i've played and played a few hours of more than a few hours i don't feel like i'm ever really like mastering any sense of any of these mechanics even though like new ones are still being added and you know for the first time in a long time i really genuinely put in the effort to explore the menus to to look at uh different upgrade options to see what this does even though if i feel like if I upgrade this or use this charm or use this, you know, lollipop that, oh, I'm cheating by, by getting more health. I'm like, no, fuck it. Let's just, you know, use it and see, you know, play the game. And 
that's a, another thing that bothers me is that the UI is just so clunky and, and just not intuitive. And then I, I look at the graphics of the game and, and some of it feels rushed. And then the character designs are, you know, feel kind of wonky and incomplete and everybody, you know, for the most part doesn't have the polish that Bayonetta has. And I'm like, you know, this would, this is, you know, it's it, to me, it's a really intriguing story and it's interesting and it's kind of cool that they're, you know, playing off other, you know, popular uh, references and in, in, in pop culture and whatnot. But I still feel like there's some element to each of the pieces of this game that make the game as a whole missing. And I think that's what really is is disappointing to me that it, it doesn't feel finished. I would have much rather have sit, you know, in the development cycle for another six to eight months shit i wouldn't even have minded another year if it meant that you know the visuals the mechanics the presentation the ui the graphics everything felt just a little bit more flushed out and you know combat wise i do appreciate the combat when it does happen but i do feel like this was you know a great opportunity to kind of pull all these things together maybe you know it gets more fun down down the road in the game and and combat happens more frequently but at this point i'm just kind of disappointed overall it's not like i'm not having fun because at certain times i am but between the the small hitches i've seen in frame rate the weird like choppy cinematics that uh you know skipped during my playthrough and and random you know sections that i just like why is this in here it, i don't know i just, i don't feel this is the very this is a very like Nintendo, like traditional Nintendo release game where it's like, you know, you know, in my head, I'm hearing, you know, Miyamoto say, or, you know, whatever the old saying is, it's like, you know, you only have one chance to release a game and, and it, don't, don't say it, people. Greg, do not say that overused. <laughs> oh. I, I'm just saying in this case, a rushed game is bad. A forever does, game is good Bayonetta and weird. Three does not feel good. I, I said it earlier, it's not a me mediocre game. It's good, sometimes good, not great, but I I don't I I've don't been know just how I feel sitting Brett, here Brett standing idly by. I had to sit here through three motherfuckers cutting horizon down. So you're gonna sit here and you're gonna like it. Yeah. Listen though, listen. The thing is, the thing is, is that I don't please, really please disagree. The thing is. I don't really disagree with most of what he said. But one thing I did figure out, Greg, and this is just my advice. The game introduces tons of different weapons and fighting styles, but you don't have to do all of them or any of them. You can choose which one you like the most and just stick with it and master that one, upgrade only that but skill tree. Why and by, and, are the other ones the, in the game then? Because if, if you want to replay the game, you can play as a totally different build. Like, that's how I'm viewing it. So I only stuck with mainly one uh, weapon the whole time, and then I switched it up because you can do, like, the uh, L1, uh, whatever, like, switch between them, and yes. then it makes your combos look cooler. Um, so I recommend just sticking with the one you like. I really liked the... Uh, well, the, the chain one. That's kind of like a Kratos' like chains. Um where it's yeah, like but, there's, like, yeah. but why can't it be like Yakuza Zero or you know some nothing can like be like Yakuza Zero. That's there's right, like Greg. Diff, different fighting styles for different situations. 
and I mean, you can that balance been... the play between each of them instead of picking one. All and but that's a problem. Like in the back of my mind, I know the other ones are there, and I don't want to be like, oh, I'm neglecting these. Why are they included if I'm not using them? And I'm playing the entire game with one style while completely, you know, ignoring the rest of them. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I feel like. It, it was it was unnecessary for them to add all the different weapons and fighting styles. So that's why I'm just like, I stuck with the one I liked, the one that I did the most damage with. I upgraded it all the way and I was happy. But I understand like why someone would criticize, why is all this stuff in the game if I'm never using it? But then again, a lot of games do that. There's always skill trees and upgrades and stuff that you never use in so many games. Like even the Batman Arkham games, like there's so many different... Um, like a combo uh, things that you can unlock that you never actually use. You end up just doing the same basic square, 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 triangle to, uh, to parry or whatever, and then square, square, square. Um, it's like unnecessary fluff that's just added to to be like, I mean, hey, look at all these it's things even, you can do. It's not even like it's not even like padding the game in any way. It's just throwing a bunch of different weapons at you every time you beat a boss. You unlock a new weapon and like a new way of traversal, which is really cool because you get you have a lot to choose yeah. from. But it is weird how there's so many and it's like a ten hour game and you you only have time to really use one and upgrade one. Well, actually, I upgraded a bunch, but like to really master one, that's all you really need to do to play through like yeah, as you're I'm, playing through the game. And I've started upgrading and and I still feel. I don't know. I still feel empty inside. No, I feel my problem. Like, <laughs> like I, 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 I want to feel like I'm, I'm, you know, mastering the game. Like I'm, I'm overcoming, you know, a play style or this weapon or, you know, like in, in, you know, monster hunter while, you know, whatever weapon you choose, like eventually down the road, you can nail all the combos, you know, when exactly to strike, you know, when the animation starts, when it stops. And I just don't, there's just like a disconnect in that, like well, no matter what enemy type I'm playing, I think you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, say it. I think, um, like I'm saying, like after I found that one playstyle that I really liked, I stuck with it. I learned like Bayonetta's uh, dodging patterns and whatnot. Um, but yeah. I will say Bayonetta two mechanically feels stronger than Bayonetta three. Like the the dodging and like the enemy strikes, the timing on everything felt felt better in Bayonetta 2. And in Bayonetta 3, it is more chaotic and there's so much more going on. And there's, you know, like different fighting styles you can use and whatnot, which in, a, in and of itself is cool. And it's a spectacle to to experience, but it doesn't mean like mechanics wise, it's better than, than Bayonetta 2 because it's really not in my opinion. Um, and like you were saying, the game just never really just lets you fight it does in the like in the second half like there's a lot more just fighting which i finally like appreciated because in the beginning like the first half of the game is just set piece after set piece sometimes i just want to punch some people yeah and i was getting really annoyed with that in the first level yeah 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 like i just want to fight like sometimes because like a bayonetta's combat is strong like even though i don't think bayonetta 3's combat is as strong as 2's it's it's very fun and satisfying and her dodge mechanic is so fun to master and, and, and all that yeah. stuff, like the slowdown. Um, and in Bayonetta 3, there's just not, a, there's not as many like times to actually do that. And that's kind of sad. I'm and sure guess, like, like some of the, Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no you go ahead. I was going to say like, I guess like to a certain degree, like some of the like hidden verses that you find, you know, have like small miniature battles mm-hmm. and, and get unlocks and like, you know, to, to that degree, like, okay, like I, I'm in this level. I really want to head in this direction. And I do, and, and see, I won't, I won't say that every aspect of it is, is 
you know, I hate because I love finding new areas in my brain. I already know like, oh, this looks out of place or this looks like you can climb it. You probably can. There's probably something here. And like 90% of the time I'm right. And I am finding, you know, additional stuff and, and whatnot, but I, I still feel like that's so infrequent. And then I'm thrust into a new area and now I'm turning back time to find something else. And I'm like, oops, did I go too far? And then like the next cinematic starts for the, the next portion of the level. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't even get to check out the rest of this. And I accidentally, you know, pushed forward, you know, to, to this new spot in the game. And, and then I'm like, well, I guess I'm moving forward now. And then I'm still unsure of the combat, unsure of the exploration. And I figured by, I'm probably saying I'm about five plus hours in, I don't know, but I, I, I feel like at this point I should be, feel like I have progressed much further. Dude, one thing I will say that disappointed me, and I usually never say this, but Bayonetta 3 is too easy. It is not nearly as hard as Bayonetta 2. And I yeah. I actually loved the challenge of Bayonetta 2. Like, every fight felt like a triumph, and it felt really intense in every boss fight. Um, whereas this one, like, once again, there's a lot more going on. It looks, like, visually a lot crazier, but the challenge wasn't really there either. So that, that kind of yeah, disappointed I feel, me. I always feel like the boss is going to get back up or something, and I'm like, oh, that's it. Yeah, the game, what's weird about this game is that it surprised me in areas that I didn't expect and it disappointed me in areas that I expected it to do really great. Like the progression yeah. that, that Greg is talking about of the combat and like of your upgrades and stuff. I didn't think it was really that good. The combat itself is great, but, but like we're saying, there's not enough of it. And one thing that you didn't really talk about is like the story stuff. I never expected to care about a Bayonetta story, but by the end of this game, I... Ha had a tear rolling down my cheek and then i was smiling from ear to ear for like five minutes straight like it is such a celebration <laughs> of this franchise like the last hour of this game that it's freaking insane like it's 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 amazing like i loved it and i feel like probably a lot of reviewers came off the ending like wow that was incredible not and then like completely forgetting like the pacing of the game is kind of weird the upgrading is kind of weird the the combat is is like too few and far between so they were probably riding on that high of the end because i actually really thought it was cool um but yeah you got high at the end like you yeah. didn't do drugs Brett. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i'm at least hopeful of is that it finishes strong i feel like you know i've i've accomplished something and it, even to this point where i've missed like some of the hidden areas like i'm still i will probably go back and replay it just to to get those hidden items and maybe play through a couple of the levels and, and stuff. So at least I'm there, but at this point it's probably like a six and a half, maybe seven ish. Get the hell out of town. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm just being, I, I'm just trying to be honest. I give it like an eight to 8.5, but I hate numbers. I've never, I've never, I, I'm You're actually, I'm, I'm mad. I even said that like numbers are stupid and everybody should stop using them yeah um, but it's uh, it's fun with like if, you, if you're not being taken too seriously to say i would give this an eight or something uh, but if you have like an entire company writing on your review like ign does i think that's crazy it's like one say, person one person at ign is counts for the entire company everyone's like ign gave that a six no one guy gave it a six and now they <laughs> all look <laughs> like the bad guys you know right but, yeah i don't know Based off the one level that I've gotten to the end of, not not including the prologue, it's feeling like eight-ish to me so far. Yeah. So like, si since we're just like trashing games now, my issues with the game so far <laughs> are that uh, number one, 
so like a lot of the enemies are like a lot bigger now and the camera is not always there to like back that up so sometimes i'm yeah. getting hit by things that i can't see and that annoys me um yeah it seems too chaotic thing... it sometimes yeah oh and then it's like right Ugh. right and yeah and i'm getting hit in times where it's like too zoomed in so it's like yeah uh, can't mm. win but uh, another thing is, I feel like the game actually does a pretty bad job of like reintroducing you to its mechanics. Because there was yeah. a lot of things that I remembered from Bayonetta two, but like the game wasn't telling me that until like like an hour later, and I kept wondering Dude, like, what's did going the game, on? Did the game ever even t like? I could have just easily skipped it, but did the game ever even tell you to like go to the pause menu and upgrade your stuff? Because I could have sworn I, I never saw that. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I think halfway into the first level when I realized I could hit this button to get to the menu. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't notice it until like a few hours in. I'm, not, I'm gonna just be open and honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I noticed it when uh, I forget. It was like some random item. I don't remember what it was. Like I got like some like little notice saying if I hit a certain button, I could get there. So yeah, yeah it does, it does indirectly make mention of a menu but like it's okay. uh, there's just like a lot of stuff that like it, it could have introduced much sooner and like like for instance you have to beat the first level to unlock the practice mode you can't do practice <laughs> mode before you beat the first level like, how stupid is that like i sincerely wanted to try out and practice all the different combos because I, I know there's so many and i yeah. could only mm -hmm. do it in like those three seconds of load screens in between areas and like I double checked the menus like three times. Like, later, there has to be practice mode somewhere. Dedicated <laughs> practice mode. There was not. It unlocked after level one. I was like, well, that's great. So Dude, that's uh, um it's funny you say that because uh, Sonic Frontiers does it like it has you play a whole level before teaching funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I get the idea of like throwing someone into the action and like letting them have yeah. fun, but like there's a really delicate balancing act. And I would argue that giving you practice mode after completing an hour long first level is a bad idea. Like, maybe <laughs> give it to you after the prologue instead of level yeah. one. So yeah. I think that's weird. And this is, uh, this is the yeah. first time that I've ever read like every single one of the like tip cards. I'm like, no, mm. I, I guess I'll actually scroll through each one of these, read it. You have to. <laughs> yeah, man. That, Dude, that, understand that's, that's my thing, too, because I'm a total newcomer to Bayonetta. So you guys at least have, like, the previous games in the in the series. I I have to admit, like, I was completely, like, not completely, but there was, there was times where I was doing, I was beating the bosses, but I was like, I, if if I face a tough boss, I'm just going to get my ass kicked because I, I still, after <laughs> playing it for an hour, don't know what the hell I'm doing. And like, there's that <laughs> yeah. weird thing where you like control the like that big, whatever they call it, and you're holding like the infernal L, beasts or whatever, like ZL, but you're controlling it with the mm. other. Like it was just so weird the mechanics, and I know you're gonna get used to it, and I know you'll like you'll get to the point where you're not even thinking about it. But I don't know that first hour or whatever, I was like, these have got to be like some of the weirdest controls like in any game <laughs> I've ever played. So. That that segues into my final point of what I don't like about this game so far. Summoning these those the giant monster things, I yeah. hate that. Like yeah, I think that is so uh, No, I think it is such a distraction from the there. core gameplay. I, I well, I mean, you know, enjoy what you like. For me personally, I hate it. Like <laughs> it I just I felt think it's weird. 
It's oh. such a distraction. Like, I enjoy the combo-based gameplay of playing as Bayonetta. I don't want to hold down a button to summon a giant monster. And basically, it amounts to just button mashing because it's a limited yeah. time frame in the first place. So you're doing right. two-hit combo, two-hit combo, bite, two-hit combo. The thing it's is, boring. Yeah. And then you're waiting for it, it to charge it, up again. It's like, it's like yeah, they said, they, it, it's like they couldn't figure out a way to make Bayonetta feel bigger or be more powerful so they were like uh we'll just throw this fucking godzilla in there then right fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah but it, i i think it would have been better if you could just summon that and then fight alongside of it and it just kind of goes on autopilot yeah. you know what i mean like, yeah. like I just scale felt like it was it was so <laughs> weird having to hold that button down and still like control her it was just bizarre yeah. I, I hated that yeah i mean guys just, uh i just, just want to say fun. i just want to say once again i uh barely used the 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 monster <laughs> like my whole playthrough i only used it when i had to because oh, i didn't think i just like to fight like john's saying like i, I just want to fight yeah. and 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 the game was still i thought pretty easy compared to the second game even without using useful, the big old monster like when you want to destroy the environment and get extra stuff like it's easy, easy just to summon them really <laughs> summon them real quick have them destroy the cars and then it just goes away and like that's all i've been really using them for See, yeah, I, I, um... I do make a point of using the monsters because of monsters into the time score, and like I don't yeah. usually care about uh, scores in true. these games, but for some reason, like apparently, I was actually pretty good at Bayonetta too. Like I don't know why, I just was. So like I feel like I, I feel like I owe it to myself to like try hard in this game. Mm. But like I don't enjoy using the thing. I'm using it strictly to try and kill things faster to up my time score. But like otherwise, it's just annoying. Like. I'd rather fight yeah. these things as Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. I I wouldn't even focus on the scores. Just just fight as Bayonetta. It's it's more fun. Yeah. Um, and then just use them whenever you're about to die or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I will. And I know, and I know this is basically us just shitting on Bayonetta right now. But I do want to stress, <laughs> I did really love the game. Like, like, Brett really does I'm like the game, will. like quite a bit. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Like it, it wasn't Bayonetta two. No, like Bayonetta two is just like in a, in a league of its own, basically. Yeah. But the game is still amazing to me. Like it's still like a top tier action game. And uh, one more thing I didn't like very much. And then we got to move on to the next game. <laughs> is uh, Viola's combat i did not like very much and um her parry just seems in comparison to bayonetta's dodge which i feel like is a pretty big window that you can dodge something um her parry just seems like it has to be like right on point or else it's not working and i found myself failing a lot with her parry like i might suck at video games maybe but i felt like her parry wasn't very useful um and i i feel like a lot of other people probably feel that way too but i could be I've wrong heard yeah, I've heard that her combat's not as satisfying, but I haven't gotten to her yet because I've only completed level one. <laughs> <laughs> when I did get a parry, it was like the greatest feeling ever, but they just seemed so hard to get, so I could never keep like, and her repeatedly hair doing is it. Ugly. Oh, <laughs> made it look so there. jagged. <laughs> I will say though, like story-wise, I did I do like her as a character. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I, I really like her as a character. Elena That's Taylor wants to make sure you boycott her spinoff. <laughs> yeah can, can, can i just say real quick and i don't have a ton to say about the game because i only played it for like an hour and a half maybe two hours but i have to say that this game graphically looks so bad at times like i, I <laughs> they, dude there's some character models that look like they're ripped out of gamecube like 
Dude, and this is the this is you're the forgetting. That made, you're forgetting no, no. how bad GameCube look. <laughs> oh, well, I don't mean literally. I'm I'm obviously you know exaggerating. You're thinking but, like PS3 for sure. Like, but 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 here's yeah. here's my I thing. I was though. thinking this of is, PS3 playing the game. <laughs> yeah. This is this is Platinum who made I still think the most beautiful uh, Switch game ever. A in Astro. Uh, Astral Chain. Astral Chain. Astral, Astral Chain. Bot. I almost called it. I almost <laughs> called it Astral Astral Blade. What the hell? Yeah, Astral okay. Chain. That, yeah, that's that's, kinda, to that me, sounds kind of cool. I honestly, yeah, I honestly that. think that's the prettiest Switch game of all time. <laughs> and they like it just looks terrible at times on that. Uh, Dude, but this game's got over, some. But... I think it's it can look really ugly. Like definitely, there's like ugly textures and stuff. But but when you see like some really big set pieces, it's like okay, this is impressive. There's a lot happening right now. And it's it's like really cool to see. I don't think it's a super ugly game like you guys have been <laughs> trashing on it. Um, I think it looks like a Switch game to me. It, like every Switch game looks like this to me no. nowadays. There are some games <laughs> that have games. better art styles, but this and is maybe what it's like Astral Chain had that different art style that could probably be part of it. But like if that's any the case, game get a different art style. But like any game that's even aiming for somewhat realistic character models, even though the, like their proportions are all over the place, any game that's aiming for anything like that on Switch, this is almost as good as it's going to get. Like, there's not much more you can do with Switch hardware, especially when you have a game like this where it's like the environmental uh, destruction that's going on, the huge set pieces, all the enemies on screen. It's trying to hit 60 frames per second. This is as good as it's going to get, you son of a bitches, so get over it. All right, move <laughs> on. Let's talk about... Oh yeah, who's next? Who who was that? G- Greg? Was yeah, it was Greg. Uh, Greg, yeah. Okay, we already did John. So Brett, you're next. So did Mary do all of hers? I know you just like moved on. She started. Because you said we're all Yeah, I started. Okay. Because yeah, I thought we were all gonna do all okay, of ours. We all need to bring once. it up. You've forgotten about it. You we're doing me. all at the same Blacked time. Shit on it again. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, because she never finished you know her game so if you want sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, what is your game or games? Okay. Um, my last he, he has to look at his so, notes. What? No, Just I can't remember so which much. ones I wrote down. <laughs> so there, one. My first game is also a game that I'm playing right now. So I won't go too into this, but uh, I think this is pretty obvious. Gotham Knights. Um, I got to the point where I didn't have like super big expectations for this because of what we saw, but because of the fact that it was the team that did. Um, arkham origins which a lot of people didn't like but brett me and you both really liked that game i thought that was a sound game and like just uh, all the things that i heard people say negatively about that game i thought that they're they there's they really didn't have a lot of merit behind like the some of the voice acting was fantastic um who the hell does joker's voice he's famous i'm like for things i should troy baker he does um, Joker's voice, and he does such a good job of you not knowing that it's Mark Hamill. Like I, when I first started that game, I was like, I was like, dude, I'm so glad that they got Mark Hamill back on Arkham Origins. And you're like, dude, that's not Mark Hamill. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it sounds just like him. Like, he did such a good job. Anyways, I love that game. So I was expecting like same team. It's been forever since they've done a game. And, Ten years. Uh, I. Yeah, I feel like we beat this to death already, but the voice acting is 
atrocious. It gets worse. It gets <laughs> worse, bro. It does. It does. No, I, I, I think I'm actually ahead of you now. And there's been times I've actually sent Brett quotes as a text message. I'm like, I would just like uh, Red Hood would say something, and it was so atrociously stupid. I would send him a text with the quotes, and then put like dash Red Hood at the end because there's there was like lines. It's part part of the the dialogue that was written, and part of like. Um, the voice acting and that combination of those two things it's just so bad and um, it's unfortunate because there's also times where I catch myself really enjoying the game but then something will come along that's really cheesy or corny or not acted well and it takes me completely out of it dude I'm right there with you yeah it's it's been unfortunate Again, it's not a terrible game because there are moments where I do find myself really a- a- appreciating and having fun and kind of like not remembering that it's not a great game. <laughs> I almost forget that it's not a great day or a game until something happens and like story wise or something. I also th- I also think they go back to like the Belfry. The Belfry is like the home base and they constantly go back to the Belfry. Like I feel like after every tiny little mission, they have to go back to the Belfry. I'm like, just let me play consecutive missions and um that gets annoying um but anyways i've got a few on here so i won't stay on that too long my other one is saints road <laughs> another game i didn't uh, like yeah, sure. i didn't have like tons of expectations for either i was kind of expecting it to to fail but my thing is when i first started it i think you guys remember this i actually played like the first two or three hours and I actually came in and i defended it i was like there's no way this game is a six <laughs> I was like, 10 out of 10 quite, yeah i was like this is actually quite solid the set pieces are good and then you get to a certain point and usually when you get to that point in like open world games things open up and it's really fun because you get to go do like side missions that involve this thing and this thing and this thing and it opens up and none of what they have you do makes sense and like the beginning story where it starts which is actually really intriguing just stops and it has you do all these things that make no sense that this group of people are in this predic- predicament. And instead of trying to solve this situation that they're, that they're in, they're out like stealing ice cream trucks and stuff. Like, well, it, it, it just took such a stupid detour. And had they stayed Padding. on, it's exactly what it is. But even most games that have padding can kind of pull it off and not make it so mind-numbingly miserable like this one was. And I got to the point where at the end, after I defended it, I was like, this is absolutely a six. Hell, it might be worse than a six. <laughs> well, so you know, it's it's funny you bring that up because just today, Volition and Deep Silver announced a huge November update for this game that will have oh, over 17th best selling <laughs> game of the year. Yeah, that's it's well, that's this is a crazy. It's gonna have over 200 fixes and improvements. Like, it wow. sounds like a like a real big redo like desperately wow. trying to save this game sales Jeez. yeah so well, i think it has sold really good though um i because th- i remember their post sold it's sold they made a post well, but probably not what they were expecting from a saints row game like i just remember yeah. like right after launch it had like a really good launch uh, sales wise mm-hmm. and they were like we're really happy with this but we're not happy with the critical reception and we, and we will do better so this is probably what they're talking about but well, uh, i mean i'm sure well of I mean, as we all know, there's a difference between like initial sales and then like the tail of the thing, like over time, like mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 
that thing is god like it has yeah. the longest yeah. tail of any Top game 10 like, every every month just insane so like they're not gonna get that mario kart effect with the game that they've created so maybe this is their attempt to like stabilize the long-term sales that'd be yeah. my guess yeah but, yeah yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe your opinions will do a one eighty in like a few weeks. Maybe. Yeah. Wait, what what sucks is there were also like Gotham Knights. There all there were times when I had fun with the game. It's mm-hmm. just they completely missed the mark too often. And one of the things is they just the direction of this Saints Row from other Saints Row. Obviously, if you played any other Saints Row, they're wacky and fucking hilarious and like offensive and. They went up the opposite way so bad that like when there's one character in particular that I found out when they when I found out they changed Rim Rob, I was like, this is I'm done with this. (laughs) It's a location. How is Rim Rim Job offensive? Like how? Yeah, it was so silly. It's funny. Everybody everybody can enjoy it. Exactly. And anyone and everyone can accept a rim anyone job. Anyone can get a fucking rim job, okay? It's not offensive. <laughs> Why did they change his name? Jim Robs. It's it's a it's a location, Brett, that you're thinking of. It's, a it's, a, it's well, they, but it's it's um it's it's someone's name, name his, as well, uh, though, right? Right. It's the the guy, you, but they don't ever actually call him that. It's the name of the the car mechanic shop place. It's Jim Robs. It used to be called Rim Jobs. Yeah, that was so funny. It was just, and then like yeah. it just. It's one of those things that's like, why did you like why? Like just why? Yeah. That was so, not offensive in any way. Like, but now that you changed right. it, I, I am offended. <laughs> right. It sounds like something so they went like, down a list on and they were like, oh, what about this rim jobs? What what is this rim jobs here? Yeah, we, we can't be having rim jobs around here. <laughs> yeah. No rim jobs allowed just, in our M-rated no. game. Yeah, and it like uh, like Gotham Knights, the um, the voice acting totally seemed phoned in and just really bad. Um, From what I played, so, it was better than Gotham Knights, though. The voice acting, not the writing, but the voice I think acting. The, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the voice acting might have been pulled off better, but the writing was just very, uh, and I hate using this word, but cringe. Very. Sometimes you're just like, oh my God, please, why does she... Um, <laughs> anyway, so I got... One more and then one kind of, but I'll, I'll, I won't say much on the last one. Even this one, I won't stay on very long, but Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. So this one, it's a good one. I forgot about that one. Yeah. It, it was unfortunate because it was, it came out right in during the time where I was kind of like, kind of like excited about Star Wars. We'd had a couple seasons of Mandalorian. I think right before that, we had the book of Boba Fett. And then we had Obi-Wan coming out and I was totally like all in on Star Wars at the time. So I was like, this is cool. Um, I get to go back and experience some of these uh, moments from the movies that I haven't done in a long time. And I would say that was about the only thing I enjoyed out of it was because I haven't seen the prequels and the originals in so long that it was, it was interesting going back and experiencing because they did a pretty good job of like, from from what are you laughing at? <laughs> I texted Greg. I'm sorry. Keep on oh, going. Okay. <laughs> they, they did a they did a pretty good job of like going from the first game, the first movie, all the way through, and and like you, they didn't miss a lot as far as like the important stuff in the story. So it was kind of cool getting like a recap almost of the movies. So that was kind of cool. But other than that, like it was just so boring. The 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 puzzles and that's one thing about lego games that have always been interesting is the puzzles and the puzzles were boring they were just they weren't fun 
The combat was awful. I mean, each character had like one or two moves and that was it. It was just like hitting a button over and over and over. And uh, yeah, it got to the point where I was like, I want this game to be over so I can add it to GG and be done with this. And uh, that kind of sucked because I was totally expecting to to have a good time with that. And it was, yeah, it was pretty boring. Um, yeah, I was and then bored the last with that. One, yeah, it was unfortunate. The last one is a possibility. I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. <laughs> Somerville comes out next week. Mm. And I've heard nothing but bad about Somerville. And <laughs> if anyone who's listened to this and you guys know, I am absolutely obsessed with Inside. And the ex-CEO of Play Dead, uh, what was his name? Dino Patty, left Play Dead and helped uh, this jump, uh, the jump ship, I believe. He found, uh, yeah, co-founded jump that ship. Co-founded jump ship with Chris Olson, and they made it, they made this game. It was their first game they've made. And I had nothing but like the highest of intentions after after he came off of limbo and inside, especially. And I've heard nothing but negative so far. And I'm hoping that maybe it's just one or two people that, that, you know, maybe view something differently than I will, because this will be soul crushing to me if this game doesn't turn out <laughs> great. Because like, like I've said that inside changed the way I, I view certain games. Like I, I loved that so much. So yeah. The ending that's... of that game really annoyed me though. It was like so depressing. that Brett's game like my, my brain was on fire after I wanted to look up like uh like theories and like what did this or... mean and like I went I went down a rabbit hole after dude that <laughs> I, that game just enthralled me so much but I so enjoyed it up for summer to the very end where I was like well this felt like a waste of time <laughs> <laughs> really yeah the, the jury's out on Somerville but I'm hearing it may not be great yeah too bad all right and now we only have me left. I'll try and go Mary kind of didn't fast. Finish. Mary didn't. Mary's I said the one. Done. Yeah. Yeah. You keep saying you that, Brett. We keep telling you she's done. I thought she said she had a fucking list. Okay. <laughs> Did not no, say I it. Up for her. Yeah, just, just because you had ten games on yours. <laughs> I appreciate you remembering that I have a list. He's so offended that Mary didn't. <laughs> No. All right, I'm gonna try and go down mine pretty fast. A lot of them are ones you guys already talked about. Here we go. <clears throat> Crossfire X Remedy Games next big title since Control, which was also kind of disappointing and would have been on my list. But anyway, Crossfire X, I was like, you know what? Remedy doing a first person shooter. This is probably about to be amazing. They're gonna throw in some of the weird story stuff. It's actually gonna be like a nice story driven first person Call of Duty type campaign. And I'll be honest, I didn't absolutely hate it like most people did. I thought it was a decent, enjoyable first-person shooter campaign, but that's literally all it was. It's something I'll probably never play or really think about much ever again, and that's a damn shame because Remedy has made two of my favorite games, which are freaking Alan Wake and Quantum Break, and Control had its positive elements, but I just didn't like a lot of little things about it. But, man, those two games I adore, and I was really looking forward to this one, and I'm pretty sad that it ended up being... Just so like cut and dry, like first person shooter. The the story stuff that they tried to intro like doing in it was very remedy like. Like it's all psychological. You're inside someone's head. You're walking around an empty house and and looking at things. And I'm like, okay, this this is kind of cool. But like traditional remedy fashion, did that all make sense? Anyway, it was very hard to even grasp what was going on. Like it's usually what the hell was going on in this game with Remedy? But in this game, it's like, okay, what in the goddamn hell is going on in this game? Because I 
know who anyone is, what the goal is, who are these people in these flashback dream sequences. I don't know. Um, the game did look really pretty, so I'll give it that. But for the most part, it really disappointed. And the multiplayer was absolutely terrible. But the, but that wasn't remedy. But still, uh, and the, the wait, the actual mechanics of this game, the first person shooting, the default setting is so unbelievably bad. It's the worst first person shooter I've ever felt in my life. If you like, if anyone ever down, uh, uh, downloads it, go into the settings and immediately change them. Shut off anything you can that, that's like. Because it is absolutely terrible, like the acceleration and, and the sensitivity, all of it felt really off. Uh, next up, Gotham Knights. Brett talked about it. I'm pl- I'm playing it different than Brett. Brett's uh, mainlining the whole story. I'm doing all the sides, all the, the the big side stuff, which I feel like is the actual game, the actual meat of the game. And I really like the side stories because they don't feel like like padded side quests. They're actually fleshed out with like cutscenes and like character moments. You're not gonna, like you're gonna miss out on all the character stuff for Harley, Clayface, and Mr. Freeze if you don't do side quests. But that's the thing, they don't really feel like side quests. You, like, it feels like you're supposed to do them. Um, so that's been the best yeah. part because they take you to a lot of cool environments like this tower that's all frozen from Mr. Freeze. You're going down in some like scary settings and stuff. But like Brett mentioned, these really serious settings and then you got the worst goddamn voice acting that I've heard in a AAA video game in like 10 years it's it's just abysmal like i was just listening to a clip as brett was talking about it you're you get poisoned and you get put in like a freaking a torture chamber like that's essentially what it is and you have to escape and she's just so nonchalant about it she's like how do i get out of here like what are you you could die like you're you're trapped in a scary ass cellar with flaming walls and spikes that pop out and it's like you're just Perfectly. I, how do I get out of here? This is crazy. I'm just like, what? I don't get it. I, re- I really don't. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. There's, there, there's a part on, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't want to forget. There was a part on my playthrough where you're underground and things are starting to fall apart. And it's one of those moments where you got to run to escape yeah. so you don't die. And, yeah. and, and it, exactly like pan, it kind of pans out and like lets you take control. And right as you're taking control, Red Hood goes, yeah i'm not sticking around here like who as as you're running as you're running yeah you're about to die and you say yeah i don't think and it doesn't match the tone of the movement of the character like he's like running full speed and the talk is just like "Mm, i should probably get out of here it's so (laughs) bad dude Dude, that's what I mentioned last week or the week before. This guy fall he gets killed and falls down into a cellar with you, and you're running away through this obstacle because something's happened where you have to run. And as you're running through an obstacle, like doing jumps and flips, running full speed, she's just talking like, "I feel bad for that man." <laughs> yeah, it's like, like at least sound like you're in the middle of like running or something. Like hey, they know the character is gonna like, be running. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Anything would have been better. Like, say, what the hell's going on? That that's right. better than, than than what they gave us. Yep. But no. So yeah, terrible writing, and uh, I do like certain elements to the game, but I just feel like it, it's just so disappointing after uh, Arkham Origins, which is just so good. The writing is like, it, there's no way that whoever wrote Arkham Origins wrote this game, and if it, if they did, I want to know where they're getting their drugs because this is freaking insanely <laughs> dropped. Like the quality has dropped so far down in terms of the writing. I don't know what happened. Um, Mitch Dyer. <laughs> That's third episode in a row. <laughs> Damn it, Mitch. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole to people who wrote the game, people who acted in the game. I'm sure it was a combination of all of them. So it it wasn't just one person. I'm not trying to be anyway, mean to one person. I'm trying to be mean to all of you. Everyone. <laughs> that, that was the joke. Um, next up, Babylon's Fall by Platinum Games, the developer of Bayonetta 1, 2, uh, frickin' Vanquish. They made Near uh, Automata, some of the best games I've ever played. They put out this stinker, and Brett texted me earlier. He was like, dude, you, you can't put that on your list. You didn't play it. But little did he know... I did download the demo and played approximately one minute before I decided this game is not worth my time. <laughs> wow. So one yeah, I mean, I, demo. I kept, I kept well, hearing like how, it. I kept hearing how bad it was. And I was like, I'm downloading this for myself. And just the, the second I started playing, I was like, I can just tell this game is not even worth my time at all. The first gameplay trailer totally different game i don't know what happened to this game yeah. but it is not what they revealed originally it is way different the art style is different the character models are different everything is different i don't know what happened and, I, and i'll never forget whenever it was gone for a while and they re-revealed babylon's fall and it was like way downgraded graphics the like the combat the looked water, much worse water painting looking yeah the water paint what? i'll never forget in the trailer they put unique like God, <laughs> you wow. mean ugly art style that you didn't have a budget for, so you tried to make it look like water right, painted or man. something in some way. Um, just, that game, such a mystery, uh, and it's gone now. I think I think it's fully shut yeah, down. You, you need to make a meme out of that. He sent me two pictures, and it was like how it started and how it's going. Even though it, technically it's not going anymore, but the original picture from when they first announced it to the final product was <laughs> the character model absolutely <laughs> insane like they should be sued for false advertising that's how bad it was like they look like two completely different games like it's that bad like yeah. that's crazy I, I recommend people go and find an old old footage of babylon's fall it's totally different yeah, way different no, you're we, doing like we, flips through the air and stuff that yeah. I, I don't see in the in the real game the first the first time we saw that, me and you were both like, dude, that looks dope. I was as hell. hyped. Like, I it's can't Platinum wait for Games. That. Yeah. Right after Nier, I was like, Chain. oh my God. And that, yeah, and Astro Chain. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, that, that game's terrible, even though I only, only played one minute. I feel like I can um, judge it based on one minute of playing it. Then, of course, Horizon Forbidden West. I uh, just didn't really like the structure, the story, the character moments. None of the characters really stood out to me as being exceptional in any way. Aloy disappointed because she acted a lot different um and i just thought it was really boring like the combat didn't i didn't feel like it like got much better than like compared to the first game i told you i was having those troubles with dying really quickly for some reason i was trying to figure out i tried all different armor builds and everything and i just couldn't i think i ended up dropping in like the difficulty down to the easiest one just to get through the rest of the story because i wanted to know what happened um and that's usually not good like if i'm just trying to run through the game just to complete it just so i can like get it over with so that was a pretty big disappointment. Horizon Zero Dawn is one of my favorite games ever. And the sequel is just disappointing. Maybe I'll try it again one day. Like, I actually want mm. to try it again one day. Like, maybe be in a different headspace. And it, it, I don't know. It makes me wonder if Horizon... It makes me wonder if Horizon Forbidden West came out and there was no Horizon Zero Dawn, if people would, that are disappointed about this would be like, no, this is a solid game. You know, like it's, I mean, it's almost I'm, like it was so overshadowed by the first that it caused like pretty big disappointment. Or if that had been the only one that came out for Bidden West, if people view it differently, you know what I mean? I'm still yeah. really bitter about that one side quest, though. Which one? <laughs> where, 
where like you're promised like super good armor. Oh like, yeah, her armor was the best <laughs> oh, armor. Yeah. It's at the top of this cliff that you can't you get, get to until the end of the game, and by then the armor is shit compared to what I'm wearing. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, this is top tier armor. It's not even like legendary quality. I was like. I hate this. Yeah. All this build up, all this hope and dreaming <laughs> for really great armor and it doesn't even look cool. Yeah, that does suck. That's annoying. <laughs> and then the last game I'm on my list was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the campaign specifically. Because I've been playing that uh, multiplayer, Brett. I played without you quite a bit. And uh, that prisoner oh, rescue mode, absolutely amazing. Love it so much. Oh, okay. I haven't um, played that I, mode. I play with CJ. It's a lot of fun. And I really like that oh, map wow. that everyone hates. Hang on, hang on. I've tried to play with this guy. Like you don't, you don't have my schedule, times, man. And it's always the shoot. I can't tonight, man. Brett, I get on I'll the show. You know. says, yeah, no, I get He's on probably the show. Played says, at the yeah, time I played too. Quite a, yeah, play, yeah, I can't play with you right a, now. <laughs> I've been playing quite a bit with CJ, this motherfucker. Listen, Brett. I'm sitting here crying every night. I'll have you know, sir. I'll have you know that I believe it was the day before yesterday I sent you a voice message on Facebook saying I got all night to play you if did, you're you down did, you did. and you never resp- you never even responded it, to it you son of a bitch red. it was the one night the one night I wasn't able to and uh, you're right you're right so that one was my fault he was too busy putting together this list of most hated games <laughs> exactly <laughs> it took him 34. hours you son of a bitch. I only had but three. yeah, so so the multiplayer I am I am enjoying quite a bit. But uh, yeah, the campaign disappointed me. I I, t- I talked about it quite a bit because it was I don't know why I talked about it a lot. I feel like I talked about it a lot on this podcast. I just can't remember why. But uh, oh yeah, the, the what we're playing section. Um, the campaign just so like trying to be the original Modern Warfare's and not really pushing like the call of duty like typical thing forward like it's just i've done it a hundred times like it felt so copy paste compared to the old uh, modern warfares um and story-wise i mean it was okay there were some interesting characters and whatnot but it just didn't compare to infinite warfare or even the original modern warfare which felt more fresh and exciting this felt like it was building on top of the original modern warfare but ultimately just felt pretty boring overall and a few sections that they had I like, like the car the section was terrible. Um, that section that's on screen right now is so bad. Like when you're driving yeah, the that, car. That's bad. I hate it. And now. then, but then I said the campaign gets better in the second half because the uh, stealth sections and then this boat mission where their boats like rocking back and forth. It's, it's a really awesome like environment and just place to shoot people in. So yeah, that's all my most disappointing games. And we are at, we have about 20 minutes left. So we got to get into some news guys. Come on. We, we, we just, I expect us to get through that in like 30 minutes, not an hour and yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I really did. <laughs> so we, let's talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have leaked early. Someone got an early copy of the game and they started posting it on Twitter, images and information. And I don't really want to go heavily into the stuff that leaked just to not piss Nintendo off or anyone. But I just want to say that. This just seems to be starting to like to become the norm even more with leaks and stuff. Um, John, any thoughts Spanish on this? Spanish leaks again. Yeah, <laughs> the screenshots are in Spanish. Like, they someone that's going to help us narrow it down. You motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but like, I mean, I, I mean, as usual, I don't actually like care about the Pokemon themselves. Right. That's, like, that's uh, me yeah, too. whatever. But like, I'm. I'm just curious to see like what behind the scenes um, 
like how Pokemon Company and Nintendo will react this time. Like, I can't believe this happened a seventeenth time. This is gonna be the <laughs> last time. Yeah. Burn it's like me them and Sony down this time. It's like yeah. Sony. Sony has the same stupid shit happen too. It's like Nintendo and Sony. Yeah, and right. Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just a given with them. Yeah, yeah that's hey, just leave, like average. Leave Ubisoft alone, you guys. Come that's on. Just, that's just their routine. They they make the game. They start, you know, like doing most of it, and <laughs> or not completing it, and then releasing a broken game. John, oh wait, never mind. You're not muted, right? No. Oh, um, no, I, I hear you. I thought you were talking for a second, but you weren't. Um, so yeah, I. I don't know. Does anyone have any thoughts on this? We could just skip it. I mean, Pokemon comes out pretty soon. I'm still not sure about getting this one. It's like the first one in a while now that I'm like, since the switch came out that I'm thinking about not picking up because I just played Arceus. So I'm like, I'm super hyped on it. I'm following some of the leaks and like a discord that I'm in because like, I just don't care for spoilers for a Pokemon game for some reason. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. But I've seen like evolutions now and I'm just like crap. I was like, I hate it. <laughs> and like well, so, I, I'm sorry. I'd say which ones, but <laughs> pleased with. <laughs> yeah. Um this game I'm just not sure about this one. Uh Greg, were you gonna say something? <clears throat> oh no, but now that you brought it up, I was gonna say like would <laughs> would you rather be disappointed by something that you saw in a leak for pokemon for the evolutions or playing it and being disappointed after buying yeah that's it. true true yeah that's a good point well yeah i mean i, uh, I don't know i so i was watching the hidden crystal podcast the only podcast Again? I watch. <laughs> you're shouting them out every oh. week <laughs> well so i remember they said like a maybe it was a couple weeks ago or like uh, they commented on how basically like it feels like we're getting more Pokemon Scarlet and Violet information, like a regular, like or maybe like an extra regular cadence, so to speak. Like they're revealing more of the game than they normally would. And like they're kind of theorizing that like maybe like their pre-order numbers aren't where they expected it to be. And like they just keep hmm. pushing, flooding all this content because they're trying to do anything they can to push up the pre-orders. Dude, so, I like, wouldn't be surprised. It, yeah, After, so it, it really there could has be a to be a point. Sorry. apathy, like you. There has have. to be a point where even the kids start realizing quality matters, and you can't release a game that looks like a GameCube game in 2022. <laughs> and like, re- and looks like the the last 18 entries of the game. Like that's my thing with Pokemon. Like, is other than Arceus, is there anything that's changed in this series for like the last ten games? Like, it, I just feel like it's all I mean, the same that every change, single entry. But... Their gimmick yeah. this time, which is the the terrestrializing thing. But like, mm-hmm. I still am very shocked that Arceus came out earlier this year. Yeah, and they're already yeah. doing another, and another game. One. And like, I know it's the smallest like, gap they had. Yeah, it's they're two very different games. They're gonna play differently. This is more like traditional Pokemon. Arceus kind of broke the mold a bit, but still, it's like the fans aren't hungry yet for a new Pokemon game. You know, people are still yeah. playing and enjoying Arceus. So it's they like, really Pokemon Company will tell you when you're hungry for more Pokemon. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> the audacity, no the audacity to drop two essentially two 
Arceus isn't really a mainline game, but it basically they treat is. It as a it's a new game. structure, yeah. a new formula, yeah. but it's basically a mainline game. The audacity to drop two in the span of like eight months or something, like nine months, like that's crazy. That is that is like back in the like the Game Boy and uh, DS and maybe into the 3DS, they didn't come out that fast. Like sometimes there was like a year and a half, two year gap, I believe. It wasn't always one year, like how it turned into, yeah. like how there was always a remake. Now there, there's either always a remake, a brand new mainline game, or something like Arceus. Now, whereas before they actually took breaks. Now we're getting that, like we're getting to the point where they're nine months apart. That is, it's just like crazy. Assassin's Creed now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, like I said, lay Creed. off the Ubisoft stuff. <laughs> Even like from a parent's perspective, like imagine buying your kid a new Pokemon game and they're crying because they want the latest one. And there's one, you know, that released not too long ago. And then this one, and how, how do you even know which the new one is? is that yeah. Bad? Maybe it'll right. add their, their, their Q4 and, and be like, well, you can, you've waited this long. You can wait for Christmas for another one or something like that. But still it's like, mm. my guys, wife would be tired if these are my kids and they were, you know, loving every Pokemon game. Guys, I totally forgot about the remaster was last year, right before Arceus. So <laughs> in the span like of one year, what three yeah it was, it was like november i think it was like a holiday yeah so game. in the span yeah. of one year we're games. getting three mainline pokemon <laughs> games like it's too much come on game freak it's time to you know let them cook in the oven get them looking to like at least a ps3 level graphics <laughs> it's, and uh dude, it's it's almost insulting it's like they're just laughing going we're gonna do whatever we want you guys are gonna buy every single one and we're just gonna sit and fucking collect all the money and laugh all the way to the bank you know the strategy's it's, worked up till now it, it has and that's <laughs> what's sad about it is they can do this and they're going to continue to do it unless people start speaking with their wallet and stop buying every single fucking one of them see honestly though i was surprised to hear that you guys are feeling apathetic about it right now because me as a guy whose opinion doesn't really matter because i'm not buying anything so i'm not a valuable customer to, to pokemon company to but like, like i thought though that like the open world like this is like the actual open world this time whereas arceus was like, like this segmented monster hunter style thing like i thought like the the fact that this is a genuine open world this time would like kind of grease the wheels a little Honestly, I just feel like Arceus is whole like it's not gym leaders, which which would have been nice, but like everything else was really cool. Like collecting the Pokemon, building up your Pokedex, being able to go fight a boss, literally a boss where you're dodging and throwing things at a, at a Pokemon, uh, being able to like uh, get attacked by a Pokemon in the open world, being able to freely run around while you're battling all that stuff that was brand new in Arceus. And a lot of it looks like it's not in this next game, which disappoints me. Um so yeah, and there's there's no Pokemon in the open world. I don't think. I, I think I read that, didn't huh? I? Are, are, there's no what Pokemon you that'll now? attack you in the open world. I, I, I meant to say. Oh yeah, that's um, probably true. So that's that's just kind of disappointing. Like I felt like that was really cool. It finally felt like there was some stakes in the poke like because pokemon are supposed to be dangerous in some way like in the anime you see ash go through freaking hell getting tortured by pokemon so it was kind of cool to finally like be able to like run away from a big scary onyx or something so i don't know yeah. i'm probably gonna end up getting the game because it's gonna end up getting a bunch of good reviews i'm gonna feel like i'm missing out and i'm gonna buy it like an idiot and brett's gonna go have these right brett Fuck no. <laughs> I would say yes to that on almost every game, but I just, I can't because I know I'm not going to play it. Like, I just don't, I, I, I used to, like, in, like, I would, I would lie to myself and say, I'm going to play Monster Hunter Rise and I'm going to play 
each Pokemon game. And I just, at this point, I'll never play that. I don't know. It's, and I think Arceus is the first one I've been interested in because it did something different than the other ones have done. So I think eventually at some point I will play that, but man, I don't know. Uh, no, you won't, but you'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. Well, as I've said before, with each Pokemon game lately, it feels like it's at least taking steps closer to a game that I would actually play. It's not there yet. But it's it's, yeah. it's it's headed in the right direction. Maybe someday. Maybe maybe by the time I retire. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to get through some more news and talk about what we're playing because I still want to go over Sonic Frontiers a little bit since it's brand new. Um, so let's go ahead to the next one. Animal Crossing is the highest selling game of all time in Japan, apparently. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, like all right. So it came out. Well, yeah, obviously it came out during COVID. Yeah. And you deleted the link right as I was about to click it to look at the numbers. Ooh. My bad. I just brought it back. <laughs> there we go. All right. Now you can delete it. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently in Japan, all this time, Pokemon, like, red, blue, green, because in, in Japan, initially it was red and green. That was the top selling thing all this time in Japan. That was apparently 10.2 million units. And New Horizons is at 10.4 now. So, like, that's... Damn. Just that's nuts. nuts. And naturally. <laughs> nice, Eric. <laughs> and I hope that was in the podcast recording. Uh, All right. Find out. Uh, does okay, anyone cool. still play Animal Crossing? Mary? I, I did not long it. ago, actually. <laughs> John never even bought oh, it. really? Yeah, I opened it up, ran around my island, remembered where I was redecorating, and then went and did Happy Home Designer because I didn't want to have to think about like moving stuff around my own island i was like i'm just gonna go do the happy home designer stuff but then it just made me like angry that they're not gonna make <laughs> any more content for it like pocket yeah. camp gets so much attention and so much stuff and so much content and the villagers actually interact with stuff that you put at your campsite like in pocket yeah. camp and it's frustrating <laughs> that new horizons <laughs> is just like here you go it's kind hey, of strange. Bye. Like they, they could make so much money. Like even selling yeah. like microtransactions in Animal Crossing. I'm yeah, not like saying that that's what that's what we does. want. But like a game like, that's what we want. <laughs> for NFTs. a game that came out now like three years ago or something, uh I feel like in like two years they could be like, We're adding a microtransaction center in Animal Crossing in, in, in Animal Crossing. So if people just want to sort of skip all of the, the hard work and just buy money, buy furniture, just do just like go wild in your town. I feel like they'd make a shit ton of money from people who just want to skip straight to all that, get whatever they want, start designing, doing like everything. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they don't do that. Yeah. Or even if like what they do with pocket game, I don't think they would do like the past thing. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they would do that for like a switch game. It fits. I think they're how Nintendo does mobile games better, but like, the in-game currency isn't like super difficult to get. I haven't played Pocket Camp in a while because I was hyped for New Horizons. But like you could save up like the little like uh the little in-game currency pretty easily. And whenever like the special like fortune cookies came out with like the special furniture, you know, like you could get like a pretty good amount, you know, and get some cool stuff with it. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm still just disappointed at the lack of support compared to pocket camp which i played religiously for like a long time because i wanted like my animal crossing fix until so, uh, new horizons came out and then you yeah, stopped and, then I, was and then I stopped and 
they weren't now linking anything nothing. with it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even yeah. link the two games in any way. And I was like, why? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty crazy. And go Animal Crossing. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah. It's, I, I kind of appreciate the fact that they're like, you know what? We're, we're, we're packing it up. We're going to mm-hmm. see you in five to ten years whenever it's done. Ten so, uh, yeah. Then next up, we got Mega Man 11 as the top-selling game in the series at 1.6 million sales. John, any thoughts on this? Uh, it's cool. Like, All right, next it, up, we got... <laughs> I, I'm I mean, shocked. Well, like, I mean, it's... There's so many asterisks at play in that conversation, because, I mean, like, there's been so many Mega Man games at, like, so many price points in the first place, but, like, it, it is a good sign, though, for the franchise, like that this is a game that Capcom's like rolled out for every sale for years. So like, I mean, it's not like they're making $40 in every sale. Most likely they're making like 20 bucks or something like that, which, that's, you know, $20 is still good when you multiply by like a million and a half. Um, but bottom line, it shows that like the, the brand is healthy again. And for the longest time, it's it's been like, we know that there's a big new Mega Man game, and apparently it has like the biggest budget of any Mega Man game. It nice. seems to be a new sub franchise, but we don't know what it is beyond that. So like, there's just been this big mystery for like two years of like wh- what this thing is. So we're expecting it to finally be announced by like first half of next year, maybe. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Next up, we got Square Enix um, gave us all blue balls by teasing <laughs> something called Symbiogenesis. Mm-hmm. Everyone assumed it was going to be a new Parasite Eve game because they don't actually have the the name Parasite Eve. They don't own it, so they can't even make a new game called that. But everyone assumed this new thing called Symbiogenesis was going to be that with a brand new name. And unfortunately, it's just an NFT project that they're doing. Yes. Um, yeah. Wow. Ethereum blockchain. <laughs> Yeah. Loving the blockchain over there at Square Enix. <laughs> and what's funny is if you read the like official press release for it, you know, like traditionally the goal of a press release is to like convey information directly and like articulate its value and why you should be excited for this thing on the horizon. You read this press release, like I have no idea what the hell it's talking about. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't know why I'm supposed to like it. I don't think the people they don't who even wrote know. it know. Yeah, yeah, they don't even know what NFTs are. They're just like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Let's let's hop on yeah. that train. Yeah. Too late. Like, Everyone's already getting over them. Hopefully. Right. Like that, the whole thing. That ship never like, even never even took yeah. off. It was dead yeah. before it started. It didn't sail. They just <laughs> yeah. the cannonball hit it while it was docked. <laughs> And we're trying to get updates on it from the bottom of the ocean. Uh, I like that. That's good. uh, So, yeah, I don't know. Weird situation. It feels like it wasn't even like their usual people that wrote the thing. It feels like they got Mm -hmm. like Jimmy McGee at like the NFT store to like write it up for them. Like, I don't know. I I just thought you said Jimmy McGill for a minute. Oh yeah, Jimmy McGill. Wow, that's, that just would, that ruined me. If, you just ruined my night that I had to think about that that show was over. If Jimmy well, McGill wrote the release, not only no, would we be understand it, we'd be hyped to the moon. Be like, <laughs> hell yeah, NFTs. <laughs> yeah, we'd all be on board. You'd be a scam of the of our lives. <laughs> what a what a weird time too to release it though. Like considering 
that yeah. NFTs are considered like an investment, mm. I suppose, to yeah. a certain degree. And if yeah. you follow like any of the stock market or the crypto market right now, everything is taking a giant shit. And right. so right. now they're coming to the table with some other investment type deal and it is like not exactly the right market to release it in so why even the like, economy is in the it? toilet yeah, yeah. the economy is bad inflation it's like companies are having to charge more like the the ps5 that has to increase the sales in certain regions it's like they have don't to spend increase the this. sales <laughs> they didn't have to do that they want well, to okay jim well, <laughs> lion crying dance move <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah speaking of square enix they sold a little company called uh square enix montreal to embracer group embracer ended up renaming them to onoma or something like that i don't know i don't know how it's pronounced oh, but oh, oh, yeah, onoma onoma, onoma? onoma that yeah. sounds better um after that they decided you know what screw these guys and they shut down the studio so now they do not exist and uh, I mean, I think they went. Some of them went to go join. What was the other teams? John, do you know? Um, uh, Idos Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Which okay. Is, yeah. Who's uh, working I, on Fable two? now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fable. You're working on a bunch yeah. of Xbox shit. It was more than Fable, right? It was Fable and. <laughs> well, apparently they're oh, working on a new Deus. Crystal's well. working on Deus. Yeah, they're working on a new yeah, yeah, Deus Ex. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so apparently there's a new Tomb Raider in development that we can assume is being made by Crystal. Crystal's also working on Perfect Dark. And then we have Eidos, who's working on Fable, but also apparently working on a new Deus Ex. So yeah. they're all going back to what they normally do while Microsoft money helping the, their teams out with their games. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are thinking maybe after all this Activision Blizzard stuff is done, that Embracer is going to end up selling these two teams to Microsoft, which <laughs> would be pretty crazy. But I mean, they're already making Xbox exclusives, so it's essentially already a t like a a, a a partnership in some way. Yeah, it wouldn't be the craziest thing to imagine. But yeah, so um, that's pretty crazy. Um, hopefully, those people who lost their jobs can get back up on their feet, find something new. Yeah. And uh, yeah, next up we got PlayStation VR 2 was revealed. This is sort of a Nintendo topic, but it's something that we should have at least acknowledge because it's a whopping $550. Jesus Christ, this is, after, <laughs> this is after Sony had raised the price of the PS4 to $550 in all regions outside of I mean, the US PS5. or most regions. Yeah, PS5. PS5. I don't know, I didn't mean to say. It's like, Jesus, um, man, don't get too carried away. Really turning the screws on him now. Yeah, I mean, like, I know PS4 is just catching, catching all my <laughs> NFTs. PS4s, <laughs> they never, um, they never lowered the price of PS4s. They're still like four hundred dollars everywhere. So that's kind of crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, that's hap it's happening. Uh, has a terrible launch lineup. It's got one notable <laughs> yeah. game with with Horizon uh, Call of the Mountain. Is that what it's called? Call of the Mountain. Um, yeah, and that could be interesting. But man, I if they would have come cool. out. If they would have come out the gate with just these three games, I'm not buying it for just one game, but if they would have come out and said, all right, guys, Half we're Alex. getting Half-Life Alex, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil 4 VR, day one, or, there you go. Or I would, I was, I would probably be I got, on board. I got I to say, I'm shocked that they didn't have an Astro Bot. 
Because everything yeah. since since PSVR that's been new that's come out, it's come alongside an Astrobot that that teaches you how to mm. use the new thing. Like the the uh, the Astrobot game that came out with the original PSVR, it apparently is like and incredible. PS4. It, the PS4 like, launched with an Astrobot game, oh, but it, and then, it was like then a play, PlayStation it was VR. Playroom or something like that. Yeah, yeah I never played that but was, one. Yeah. But the one that came out with PSVR is supposed to be like one of the best PSVR games of all time. And then the Astrobots Playroom that came out with PS5 was awesome. It showed off like the DualSense controller and stuff. So I was shocked that, and unless I guess we still got a few months before it's out, but I was shocked that it won't be releasing with an Astrobot game. I was I was actually and, quite and, perturbed about that. Brett, keep in mind that Astrobot game that you just mentioned that was apparently amazing isn't going to work on this headset because I don't think yeah. they've announced any ports that they're doing for like previous yeah. games that were like well known or, or, or like well received. So that's unfortunate as well. All those PlayStation Plus games that you claimed that were VR games won't work on your brand new $550 VR headset. And obviously, we care about generations, Brett. We care the about way the way the yeah now they care <laughs> the way. <laughs> The way the VR headsets are, like how they function is just totally different. Like one uses a camera with a light bulb, uh, controllers and stuff. This new one doesn't do that. So it makes sense why the old games wouldn't be able to work like backwards compatibility wise. But they should have at least had like a, like like 10 games that were like well-known VR games ready to go day one on this new uh, version that like run better and play better and stuff. But they didn't have any of that. It's, Does it's, PSVR it's a very, have 10 games? Yeah, they did. <laughs> there was, I mean, there was one by uh, Sony. Greg, how's London. the Hololens do going? The uh, Xbox Sony uh, come out. I don't think that was ever. I, I came saw out. a console. <laughs> I saw a promotional video for. Hololens is used for, for like medical applications. Like it's used right. for like yeah. academic work. It's bigger yeah, than yeah. us, Brett. It's that <laughs> successful. <laughs> I, 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 have to, I have to say real quick, and I know we're over, so I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but I do think that two, two reasons I think that this wasn't supposed to be the original price point. Number one, Sony's never had like a secondary system be more expensive than their normal system. Like PSVR 1 was not more expensive than the PS4. Uh, the PlayStation Vita was not more expensive than the PS4 or the PS3, and so on and so on. So what I think happened is this was a result of it coming out at the absolute shittiest time you can release something because of inflation. And, you know, they already increased the the cost of the PS5, like I said, in some regions because of this. So instead of having to go through the embarrassment of increasing the price later, I think they they just must have gotten together and said, let's just... Let's just give it an extra 50 bucks now so we don't have to announce that later. And the other thing that I think that they did this for, or the other their piece of evidence, I think, is if you look at anything that's coming out from, from uh, PlayStation, it's always ended in a 99, $299, $399, $499. They don't ever have things come out as a 49 So I do think at the last minute, they probably were like, yeah, we this sucks that we have to, draw, to release it like this, but it's come out at such a bad time, we, we have to tack on another 50 bucks on the end of it which sucks just but, like uh, PS5. I, I do yeah i i really do think that that's why though i i do think that's why it's 550 instead of just 500 i mean like, man if you, if you want the console and the headset though like you're paying well over a thousand dollars like yeah, I, well, yeah. In this, but in this, but in this economy in this economy but no but 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 the thing <laughs> is it's not like the oculus quest where it's it's totally 
weighed down by it, it, it can only do so much like it's able to do things that we've never seen in VR before because of the fact that it's connected to your PS5. So the tech is substantially higher that everyone wants to compare it to Oculus Quest. That's not a, a fair comparison. It's it's I need not to look Oculus at the, Quest. What the tech specs are. I mean, I just started plugging my Oculus Quest 2 in my PC, and PC has dual sense compatibility, and it probably is compatible with these controllers. And so it's like, what's stopping me from just playing games on my PC using you know my Quest 2 and using dual sense controller and or you know the yeah, the, if, the new ones if, coming if, out. If you look at like a tech side by side, it's it's actually pretty staggering what this is doing compared to the Quest. Um, also, it's the first VR that you're going to see in 4K clarity. Like that's one thing that VR has always been held back on is like you're looking at stuff in 720 and you can see at times yeah, like it kind of takes fuzzy. you out of the experience. So like it is going to be a different experience. So yeah, it sucks that it's 550. I honestly was expecting 500, so the extra 50 wasn't like shocking to me, but. I get it. It sucks, but I'm going to be part of the problem and pre-order it in two weeks. <laughs> so, My, um, <laughs> I'm definitely not pre-ordering rip. for $550. That's insane. Uh, I, can't I, I will maybe get it if it's ever on like a super sale with like Black Friday stuff, but it What's funny is my sister's been asking me about like PS5 and VR because her son wants to get like a VR headset. And then she asked me, well, first off, she can't even find a PS5. She's been trying to get one forever now and they're still hard to find. Um, so that's been a, like stressful for her. And I tried telling her about a Wario 64 and stuff and be like, this is the guy. Like you have to follow him if you want a PS5. Um, but anyway, and then she kept asking me like, I want to get Wesley this PS5 because he wants PlayStation VR. And I'm like, wait, but like the the old vr doesn't work with this new one and she oh, didn't understand like she one well no she she thought that the current playstation vr was going to be like compatible with the ps5 but and she didn't want to buy a ps4 in 2022 whenever the ps5 is a thing so i had to tell her no wait they're gonna they're, they're about to announce vr information i'll let you know as soon as i know the release date and the price and i end up telling her oh, the price is february and it's 550 dollars <laughs> on top of the price of the console which is 500 dollars and and now it went from i want to get him vr for christmas to i'm going to try to find him a ps5 for christmas and then a, a, a vr down the line at some point in the future because there's there's no way i'm gonna be able to get like i'm gonna i'm gonna spend over a thousand dollars on a vr headset which is a, the main reason he wanted it so it's like you have to have both you can't just buy the vr headset so I, I think that's going to be a lot of people. Like they they want to know like what's this VR all about, and they then they go to the store, they see a five hundred and fifty dollar box, they they assume this this is all I need. This is this is probably the whole thing because they see it sitting next to the Quest. That's all you need with the Quest. You just need the headset, and then it works. With PS Five, you it's which is way more expensive. You go to the store, you see a VR headset, and you're thinking, all right, I'm going to get this. You take it home, and it's like, oh, I need a PS Five to play these. I, I thought this was just like a separate thing because of the price point. I think that's how a lot of people are going to be confused this this holiday or no, next holiday or whenever a lot of people are buying uh, the PlayStation VR too. But I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like it's just very confusing and the messaging is a bit muddled and the pricing is just out of this world. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the tech specs right now too, and I'm not really seeing anything that's like leaping off the page at me. Maybe small increases in resolution per eye part but... of, part of it is part of it is like in the like the controllers and the headset too like it's going to have right. haptic feedbacks in your headset so you can feel like if you get shot in the head you're going to feel like a lump in your head and there's going to be the haptic features in i don't your know there's there's which... a new vr headset that'll kill you 
if you die in the game, the deal <laughs> came out. So, I mean, I'd rather just yeah. use that at this point than pay $599. Living on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, um, what's funny is um, I'm actually texting her right now because, I, because I've been wanting to know, like, why does he want a PS5? He's been in the Xbox ecosystem this whole time, and I'm wondering, like, why a PS5 right now? One. And she, fi- she finally told me, he said he wants the new Five Nights at Freddy's game. <laughs> It's like, oh Jesus! That's Tell the him to reason? play that on mobile. Tell him to play that on mobile, like my kids do. For Christ's sakes! <laughs> so I'm, I'm just thinking, Stacy, don't buy him a PS5. Like he doesn't not need a PS5 right now. He's perfectly happy with his Xbox One. That it's not going to look any different on a 720p TV. I promise you. Maybe he could play it on Google Cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> Best option. Five Five Nights. That that's that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's he and and uh, VR as well. F- yeah, Five I was Nights gonna VR. say like horror no. in VR. I would imagine is quite novel. Well, I mean, how, yeah, how old is, is he? Art, I, I gush about eleven. Cost. I think. Just tell him uh, uh, VR is recommended for kids thirteen and older. Thirteen and older. There you go, Stacy. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, now. He'll it die. Recommended. <laughs> I actually texted her during this, and I said I'm talking about you next, and <laughs> so she's watching right now. But um, <laughs> what's her name? Stacy or is it uh, uh, Stacy? Okay. Yeah, Stacy. Um, don't Stacy get your kid a PS5. No, don't buy a PS5 at all. Don't even buy a new Xbox because there's no point if he's playing on anything other than a 4K TV. You're not going to notice a difference. Like, yeah, you you got to at least with get the games it. he plays, you're not going to notice a difference. Fortnite, Five Nights at Freddy's, all that shit. It's not going to be worth it. Like, yeah. just buy him a bunch of games instead. I feel like you it, get way if, more out of that. If you do get him a new console, you've got to upgrade the TV. Because yes. like so like what the new consoles do will almost not be worth it if you have an older TV that doesn't do 4K at least. That's that's my uh suggestion anyways, but yeah. But uh, uh this has been Spot Dodge. We can't guys, we can't really get into what we're playing. We're already uh pretty far over, so um do you guys want to do like a minute each <laughs> or do you just want to head I out? Actually, uh, I actually have to go. Me and my uh wife are going somewhere, so I'm gonna dip. If you guys want to stay, that's that's fine. With no, you, you 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 dip real fast. I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. See you guys. See you Love later. you. Bye. Adios. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'll, I'll talk about Sonic Frontiers for a minute, and then you guys can get into what you're playing. Sonic Frontiers is Eric's not liking it much. The guy who's running the show with his computer. Um. I'm enjoying it because I played a lot of Sonic this year in preparation for this game, and it's much better than those games in terms of the mechanics um how how fun it is to explore it, it's just something different for sonic and that's what the franchise has desperately needed for like over a decade now and you just needed something new same way i feel with halo infinite i've been playing it for a year thinking just give me something new that's all i need is new content um a, a little different because sonic needed more than just more of the same it needed actually like a re a whole like a whole revamp and that's what it got with uh, frontiers and i actually think this new formula this new open world thing they got with like still the linear traditional levels is a smart move and i I hope that they continue like this with sonic and maybe keep trying new and different things because the franchise is bigger than ever right now with the films so the game needs at least something that's passable and acceptable and will be played by kids and sonic frontiers seems like it's that game like it's not it didn't it didn't blow a reviewer's socks off but for kids i feel like this would be a, a lot of a fun like a lot of fun if i was like 10 years old like you're freaking sonic in an open world running around getting new abilities like seems seems like it's really cool the netflix yeah, show and, and the game releasing 
Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Netflix the show, Netflix the game releasing, the film just came out not that long ago. Sonic is back and bigger than ever, which is crazy, like especially considering the films could have gone one way or the other and they actually ended up being good, which is cool. Um yeah. So yeah, I think this is this is what the the franchise needed, something new, something that's not shit. It's actually reviewed well. It's it's not reviewed like as good as some other ones that were like pretty good, but it's it, it it's been reviewed like mostly positive. Um, which is all it all it needed, just something that was positive and and that that like get people excited about Sonic in terms of the video games because that hasn't been a thing in a long time. Uh, Forces is like how old now? Like over five years old, and, the, and that was the last mainline Sonic game. Um, so yeah, finally a mainline game, and I think it's pretty good. The music is out of this world good. Um, I haven't actually experienced in game yet, but there's some like metal core songs that are like out on YouTube that, that'll like play during uh, some of the bosses. They are so good. I'm, I've listened to them so much outside of the game. Like I just turn them on on YouTube and just listen to them like unironically. They're amazing, which Sonic has been known for a lot of its original amazing music over the years. But uh, I, I saw a comment because I was like really liking what I've heard so far of the the soundtrack and stuff. And of course, somebody has to, you know, go and ruin it. I saw, I think it was on Sega's, one of their posts. They said, yeah, the soundtrack is uh, pretty shit and is pretty shit for a Sonic game. And I was like, what? This soundtrack sounds amazing. Like it's like metalcore, like, you know, fast paced rock music. Like why, why not just have something different instead of the like traditional Sonic butt rock? There yeah, always has awesome. to be somebody sour. I mean, the butt rock was good. Don't get me wrong. Live and learn. That was amazing. Um, yeah. Wait, can I hear that again? And then, and then we got a rolling around at the speed of sound. That was those were bangers, just straight up bangers. They, were. they totally like were. absolutely <laughs> amazing. Yeah, like I still unironically listen to them as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I love the soundtrack. Like I, and, and like I said, I haven't actually experienced in game yet, but I, I've been listening to those metalcore songs and they're super good. Like if you, if you grew up my age and you were in like the metalcore scene where like, it's all like the, uh, the devil wears Prada under oath, all yeah, the, all those types yeah. of bands. It's a game for you. I'll tell you what, um, I wanted to just start putting on my skinny jeans and r- just put on my old band t-shirts while you I was playing this game. The skinny jeans. I did keep them. That's why I okay. say put them on. Okay. They're actually down here Straight in the basement in the drawer. Amanda always asks me, why do you keep keeping these? I'm like, babe, I'm going to do a skit one day where I know I'm going to need these. And this Sonic game might be that skit where yeah. I need those. skinny jeans. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah. Um, so yeah, Sonic's cool. What did, I gotta bring up the screen, Mary, you hero and yeah. Zombie you, you you Whoa. beat Zombie you. How are those? Wow. Zombie you. Oh shit! Wow. Uh, the ending. Uh, it ended very abruptly. <laughs> that's that's really? what I, that's where my yeah, like it ends abruptly. Makes you sit through forty five minutes, not really, but for a very long like credit sequence, and then you get like the real ending. And then I was like, this is a very weird pacing for this. And like, I don't know. I wasn't thrilled with how it ended. All in all, still a very good Wii U game. Uh, just that last little like hour and a half or so. I'm like, we could have, that could have been better. But yeah, I picked up uh, Yakuza Zero again. I Yay. 
put more time into it other than like crane game and side quest stuff. <laughs> I keep getting made fun of because it's like um someone who's here is like every time like I look over you're playing like the claw game. I'm like, okay, look, a little girl asked specifically <laughs> for this one stuffed animal, and I can't tell her no. And I actually won a duck in a real claw game. I have it on my desk. <laughs> so it's nice in real life. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I met Majima, Majima, Majima for the first time. And I was like, have I been just running around chapter two this whole time? (laughs) (laughs) It was like three or when I was like, oh, I'm not that far into this. I've been focusing (laughs) a lot on the small stuff. It's like a 17 chapter game. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus, she's so I far in, but not so in at all. Time <laughs> on mini games and side quests. Well, I mean, yeah. we'll go really fast when you've already conquered all that little stuff. You know, maybe it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop playing the claw game for a little bit. Maybe. Well, I think it's it. I think it does your heart. It, it picks up quite a bit, I think, after okay. that chapter that you that you just got to. Like you're like, Oh, yeah. I'm I'm here. But I, I feel like after that, I think I'm on like eight or nine or something, but I felt like it just kept like going chapter after chapter. I was like, Okay, I'm making progress. Yeah, yeah, one of my friends who I just hung out with this weekend was like, Yeah, like the beginning's kind of slow. I was like, Is it? I was like, Okay, maybe that's why I was just kind of like having having fun doing like all the little things but like it definitely does feel like a shift has occurred and i'm like okay this is gonna be more of like i guess the real game (laughs) but i'm still having fun (laughs) with it (laughs) Uh, except for the part where like as soon as i would stand up they would knock me like the mobsters or whatever just knock me back down i did get a little frustrated with that (laughs) at one point i was like i literally just stood up and y'all are in my face (laughs) (laughs) And you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll get better. Uh, um, so we... each 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 uh, I'll make this quick, but each character unlocks like their own like unique like sort of like like a side business mini game, which is like its own thing that can take up hours of the game if you want it to. Oh, and they're both really fun. But Majima's involves a hostess club, and like basically everyone agrees it's like one of the most fun things you can do in like the series. So. I hope you'll I'm stick around and enjoy I'm very excited it. to learn that I get to actually manage the hostess club. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me very excited. It's really stupidly fun. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Anyway. Um, and then we got John. You're playing Bayonetta 3, which we talked about pretty extensively. Yeah. But you're also but, but you also beat yeah. This Way Madness Lies. You reviewed it. Yeah. How, how was that? Yeah. So this is a, a little uh, indie RPG from the people that made uh, Cosmic Star Heroine. It's uh, mm. they say this game's only like four to five hours long, but I upped the difficulty and it took me like ten. And like I wasn't dying all the time. That's just you know how long it took to beat all the fights and stuff. Um, but yeah, the the gimmick of the game is it combines Sailor Moon with Shakespeare, which is very very weird. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's that game. The yeah, story, I, saw, I saw this. Yeah, the story is like basically like non-existent nonsense like it's not even worth talking about but like it's kind of like fun in like a mindless way it mostly just exists to like set up the sailor moon fights um the the combat's basically they just like copy pasted from cosmic star heroin but that game had like one of the best rpg battle systems i've seen so i can't really call it a complaint uh but uh the pixel art is like really good 
like the environments especially like beautiful and the boss fights are beautiful so like it's it's made by two people and it's like extremely obvious that yeah. it was made by two people but if you just want to play like a bite-sized indie rpg with like fantastic combat and like magical girls like it's it's a fun game um and it comes out in i think two days i think i think it comes out on the 10th and it's only 10 bucks so i mean like how much do you have to lose 10 bucks 10 bucks that's exactly how much you have to lose <laughs> so yeah that's my my quick um, recommendation just don't go into it expecting a story <laughs> okay that's good now i know to skip it because I, I care about stories in my rpgs um, i do too but, but nevertheless i love sailor moon but greg uh, you're the last one to come on uh new season of apex anything new or significant or should i just wrap up the show <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, tons of stuff. Um, you know, the <laughs> the way you traverse the map is they have these zip lines that they implemented. And I feel like it gives a lot of, um, you know, it brings the combat to you in a lot of cases. Um, still learning a lot of the, the, you know, the changes to the map, where to drop, um, you know, different characters to use, the new legend catalyst. Um, I just think they did a really good job with her. She's like this, um, she's a witch and like has these different abilities where she can um you know fling her goo and it like damages people and then you can also use it to reinforce doors which kind of counters other legends and their abilities and she can put up this big wall and i've been in a lot of interesting fights that weren't like the traditional like this this group is holding this building and there's no other place to go on the map there's a lot more rocks there's a lot more buildings like smaller buildings more um, rocks this can, game is perfect <laughs> on the map so you're constantly playing like these small sections like you know a lot of times your teammate will be like hey play this rock right here and then we'll we'll use it for cover and and try to figure out you know our end game and so i think um you know she kind of disrupts that as well as um you know strengthens you know the uh, different legends on the team um but I, I don't know i'm having a really good time with it it still feels fresh even though it's the same game year after year um, and like I said, Bayonetta 3 could be better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll end it on that note. Thanks a lot for hanging out, everyone, for this super extended 30-minute extra minutes longer. <laughs> 30 hours longer. That would be a little insane. My computer is literally at 1%, it's at 1 right now, so it, I could just okay. disappear at any moment, which is kind of scary. I got to end the show. Yeah. So, all right, uh, thanks a lot for hanging out. Please leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify, anywhere you listen to iPods <laughs> or, or iPods or uh, on YouTube. Subscribe, leave us a comment. 3467510. We'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Good day. <laughs>